There'll be a song sung at Leadville Oval on Saturday. It'll either be West Perth or it'll be Claremont at the end of the grand final for 2022. There's a lot of work that goes into such a day, particularly for those who have a stake in it. The Football Commission, uh, Luke Sanders, General Operations Manager, is with us now on the show. Uh, good morning, Luke. Morning, gents. How are we? Good. Been a busy week for you. First things first, congratulations on your call on uh, on Tuesday night. You've done a couple of them now. How does uh, Luke Sanders prepare for the Sandover? Uh, not very uh, much for the one the other night, mate. I was sort of down at Leadable for most of the day, but um, yeah, there wasn't too many curly names on the uh, Tuesday night, so it's quite an easy read. Yes, it was, and Blaine Bocorst, a deserving winner of the Sandover medal. Luke, what does this week look like for you? Uh, not just your commitment there with the Sandover on Tuesday night, but with everything that your job entails, what does this week look like for you? Uh, it's been fairly busy, Jacob. Um, yeah, I've been at Leadville. I, I think I might bring a swag along and just sleep here from now on. Um, there's a lot of prep going in, a lot of contractors uh, coming into the ground to try and not only just prepare the oval, but all the outers and signage and pumping up some marquees and making sure we've got enough bars and food outlets for patrons to, to attend the game on the weekend. So there's a lot of uh, moving parts uh, that are happening at the moment. Can you can you give us a fair... This is radio we're talking about, of course. Luke, can you paint a picture for us? What does Leadable Over look like right now? Um, I'm standing in the middle and it looks uh, absolutely sensational. There's a few little patchy bits, but I think that's uh, to be understandable for, for a ground that's um, had a lot of traffic on it on, over the course of the year. Um, all the signage is up on the far side. It looks nice and clean and crisp. Um, be good in that broadcast window. There's a double-storey marquee being bumped up at the moment over the last three days in the southwest pocket, which will sort of sit around about 175 to 200 patrons with an elevated view of the oval. Um, we've got another structure up near the Loftus Rec Centre up on the limestone wall, uh, which is the, the CUB uh, Carlton Dry Deck. Um, that'll feature around about 200 to 250 patrons up there as well with an incredible view of the oval. Um, I've got 2,000 square metres of astroturf being rolled out as we speak up on the wood chips. The wood chips have been removed yesterday um, and astroturf being laid up there so it's a lot better sort of area for our spectators that are coming to the game on the weekend to, to sit and view the game and I think that's where we will uh, probably dedicate the, uh, the, the deck chair space, Jacob. Um, what about ticket sales? Have you got a, 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 an update of what they're looking like and, and what sort of crowd are you expecting? Yeah, we've got a capacity of 14,000 we can have into the venue and I think that'll fluctuate over the course of the day with, with cults and reserves and, and spectators from different clubs sort of uh, coming in and out of the ground um, over the course of the day. We're about, I think, 90% of the last check of tickets sold. So if you do want to get a ticket to the game, then... We encourage you to jump online on Intix and uh, and purchase those tickets as soon as you can to to make sure you secure your seat. Um, at the moment, we, we won't have any ticket sales um, available at the gate. Um, if there are tickets available, then they'll be able to purchase through Intix. But we believe over the next um, 24 hours that the majority of those tickets, if not all of them, will be snapped up. Uh, Luke, um, my understanding is, and, and I know you can confirm this for us, is that there, there won't be any fans allowed onto Leadville Oval on the day. Now, in a regular home-and-away season game, even in the early weeks of the final, spectators are allowed onto the ground during the breaks. Uh, why is it the case that this year they won't be allowed out onto the ground during the, the breaks in the grand final? Yeah, so I think it's just like any other major event that we've had, either at Optus Stadium and back in 2020 at, um, at Fremantle Community Bank Oval, that it's really hard to... To transition 500 people to 600 people that come onto the ground at quarter time, half time, three quarter time, those games during the 
home and away season. So with a crowd of this size, to, to try and keep on our broadcast windows and, and make sure that we hit all our timings. We've only got a six-and-a-half-hour broadcast window, which sounds like a really long time, but with all the presentations and, and warm-ups and national anthems and all those other um, things that need to go along with the games, it's just too risky to be able to um, get get patrons onto the ground and then get them off again safely. Um, we don't have any gates, per se, that are open for, for patrons to easily get in and off, on and off the ground. So... We've restricted ground movement at, at this venue um, for, the, for this weekend and we will allow spectators on the ground after the match. We'll rope off an area for presentations so the players and um, support staff can be secure and make sure that it's easy for them to get up for the awards presentation. Um, but and then we can have a kick after the after the league game is finished, but there will be no access before that point in time. Uh, Luke, your main focus is obviously on the oval and what's going on around it, but. The, the precinct, um, it sounds as though that that's going to be really well set up. It's, uh, the roads are being closed. There's uh, you know, live music. There are big screens. Uh, how's all that aspect looking? Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming along really well. The City of Vincent's um, sort of leading that sort of part of the activation with a, a company called Upbeat Events and uh, Leadable Connect. So some really good community organisations down in, in the heart of Leadable. And we'll be having some road closures. So the, the whole of that sort of Oxford Street with that that sort of town centre down in Leader will be shut off from 6am in the morning until midnight on Saturday and we've got two um, stages set up with some bands and, and uh, live performance. We've got a couple of uh, video screens going in there for um, for the game to be played live. For those that, that can't get to the game and get a ticket, then you'll be able to get into the level. Out onto the uh, out onto the road um, with the road closure to sort of extend their uh, license capability as well. So there's going to be um, yeah street performers, um, brass bands, all those sort of things that are happening throughout the course of the day. And I think a headlined act with uh, End of Fashion. I'm not sure who they are, but I heard they're a pretty good band. So they'll be headlining stuff directly after the game. Yeah, they've got. Um, and those road closures will make it really easy for people coming with the. Public transport that we've arranged with PTA to um, easily get in and out of the Oval and, and come off the train and wander up that leadable precinct and hopefully just wander into leadable for a, what's going to be a magical day with 26, 27 degrees. And the weather, yeah, playing along beautifully. Luke Sanders with us, uh, Operations Manager at the WAFC. Uh, we're discussing the Waffle Grand Final on Saturday. Stephen Malaga has a question, Luke. He says, can you bring your own chairs to the Waffle Grand Final? Yeah. Yeah, so last night we uh, we had a meeting with that. The, the reason why we, we didn't allow chairs to start with was around capacity and for every chair you bring in, it reduces the capacity of the venue. We've been working with the council on how can we best um, look after our patrons that are coming to games and, and make sure that they're comfortable to sit in some spaces. So we will have some reserved areas for people to bring their, their deck chair along and, and sit in, but we're not going to allow any deck chairs on any of the grassed areas so that, that can be for our blankets and families to sort of sit and watch the footy, but... There will be some dedicated spaces for people to pop up their deck chair and sit comfortably and watch the footy this weekend. Are you confident that when we talk about the 2022 Waffle Grand Final in the years to come, Luke, we'll talk about it positively despite all of the obstacles you've had to overcome? Yeah, I'm really positive and buoyant about the about the event. There's a lot of hard work from a really small team that's putting this together in, in the WFC and there's a lot of contractors coming in and it's unfortunate we were unable to get onto Optus through sort of some circumstances out of our control and um, we're trying to create a really good atmosphere for, for a good Waffle fan that that enjoys coming to the game. It's, it's a local venue. Um, it's, it's really, really nicely presented and 
Um, we're going to make sure there's enough toilets and bars and, and, uh, and food outlets. We've got 17 food trucks being bumped in to accommodate all the, all the patrons that are coming and four pop-up bars in each corner of the ground to, um, to make sure we're servicing all of the patrons well. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, when we look back, it's unfortunate we can't get on up to stadium, but it's going to be a really unique grand final and one I think we'll look back on in history and um, down the track and say how, how great great leadable oval looked and, and how what a great spectacle of the game it was. Uh, Luke, public transport sounds like the best way to get to the game on Saturday with all of the, the road closures. Uh, would you encourage uh, our listeners to take public transport? Yeah, definitely. There'll be some road closures along Vincent Street um, to allow all the public to, to transgress from that uh, from the train station up and you won't be able to turn left as you come off the freeway southbound and we'll have all those maps up on our waffle um, Web page on the Waffle Footy, the Footy Commission website, uh, just outlining where all those road closures are. So, those that are bought through Intix, um, you do have free public transport, and, and make sure you jump on that, um, and then yeah, come up the leadable precinct and, and into the Oval and have a great day. Are you going to let us know who you think wins, or are you going to sit on the fence? <laughs> um, I'm a really good fence sitter. I, I, I really <laughs> just hope it's a great day for uh, for footy. I think both clubs have, have performed outstandingly this year, and. It's been a really even competition with nearly over 30, 35% of games decided by less than 12 points. And a lot of those strategies come from the equalisation we've put in over probably the last five years to make sure that uh, the weaker clubs can get stronger and um, and that there's a much more even playing field for recruiting and, and the tra- uh, retaining and attracting players to different clubs. Football will be the winner. Luke, that's the answer that you're looking for. <laughs> Yeah, you can use that one on the weekend if you want, Jacob. Yes. Well, no, I think West Perth will win the game, but I hope that football is the, the overall winner and it's a great day for everybody concerned. Luke, well done to you. I know it's a busy week. There's still a bit to get through, but well done to you and your team. Looks as though it's going to be a great day Saturday. All the best. Thanks, mate, and thanks for your support and your station's support of Waffle Footy. Appreciate it. Luke Sanders joining us, the WFC Operations Manager, with us here on Sport FM.